my name is Kristen. And I'm Keontae. And you're listening to the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Podcast. This is episode three, everybody. What's up? Yes, episode three. And we are going to start with our... Well, wait, hold on. Wait, before... Actually, like, before we get started on the topics, um, I actually got some real important... Um, that I want to say. Oh my um, gosh! Here he goes. Serious. He's about to. He's about to. Uh, no, no, trick no. Y'all. no. This is serious. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot, and um, I just wanted to say. Oh um, my gosh. Amanda Pollock. Danny loves you, and he thinks that you are so beautiful. That message is for Amanda Pollock. Who the heck is Amanda Pollock? <laughs> so, so I got a guy at work. He's he's been listening to our podcast. Oh, um, I'm sorry, Amanda. So this, I'm so rude. <laughs> we love you, Amanda. So, so Danny, Danny is our official. This, Danny's our first sponsor. He gave me five dollars when I was on break. <laughs> okay, well you better you better give me my two fifty then. Dang, I gotta cash. I gotta cash up you to two fifty anyway. Uh, he gave me five dollars when I was on break and said, I- "I'll give you five dollars if you tell if you if you uh, say a message for me on your next podcast." And oh, we love you, Amanda, and Danny loves you. That is so sweet. <sighs> so, man, you know what? It feels it feels good to have a sponsor. You know what I mean? So, hopefully, yeah, you know we the, made it, y'all. <laughs> hopefully, more sponsors keep on rolling in. Yeah, remind me to remind me to cash up you your, your two fifty. Yes, Don't I want my two fifty. I'm gonna buy me a, a Sprite Zero. Bruh, that's when he gave it to me. This was a day I was tired at work, so I took that little five dollars. We have like a little a cat, or what we call it a bistro on my at my job. Uh-huh. Walked down there, got me a coffee, cause bruh, you was tired. I'll be struggling. Yes, cause I'm kind of like a you know. Well, I'm a night owl. Well, really, let me tell you why I stay up late. Is because you didn't um, even tell them you stay up late. Now they go well, find I'm, out. Well, I'm a night owl. Oh, okay. a night owl you right, you right, you right. I'm jumping, I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, like I you like say, I, I run my mouth too much. I right. guess I'm running my mouth. Well, nat- <laughs> naturally, I just kind of like being up in the night. But really, um, like the nighttime, like when you're asleep and the kids are asleep, that's really my time to like. A, I used to kind of just use it like to kind of like a it's like a decompression time for me, like mm-hmm. time to myself. But you know, as of late, like I use that time to like do schoolwork or finish like graphic design projects that I'm working on. Um, because you know, I like to get home. I forget when we had this conversation, but you know, I like to get home and actually like try to spend time with you, you know, with you yes. and the kids. And so like after I leave work, even though like I do freelance graphic design, I have projects like, you know, with just random people. Uh-huh, um uh-huh. I try my best not to work when it's like at home time. So that's really why like after and and that's great because you uh you know you fall asleep you a grandma so you fall asleep early anyway. I surely do. Um, Listen, it's nine nineteen <laughs> right now. <laughs> I was ready to go to sleep at nine o'clock. Yeah, so for me, you know, like she'll fall asleep around like she'll be like I'm talking about like snoring sleep like by like nine fifty eight, nine forty ish. I don't snore, I'm and a lady. So, you know, so that's when I roll out of bed, I head downstairs and then um you know, I get my work done. Or at least I try to get my work done. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes I wake up to TikTok, so that means he didn't get his work done when I get all those TikToks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, that was that was great though. That was great. Um, so talking about that five dollars, it's gonna jump us into our forever segment. 
you know, mm-hmm. which is our marriage segment. Um, those of you who listened last week know that. And so we are going to be talking about money. Okay. And I feel like money is a big topic. And so this might be like a multi-part series. You well, know I think what I mean? it's the big. It's the biggest topic in marriage, but yeah. Well, uh, they say well, the, the three things that um, that cause dysfunction in a marriage and cause like you know a lack of a lack of seeing eye to eye is money, sex, and communication. They say like almost every relationship has an issue with one of those. Okay. And so ours is not money. Ours is not sex. Ours is probably communication. It's probably communication, honestly. (laughs) But today, you know, communication will be another topic for another time. I'm rolling. It's showing sex. I mean, well, I just heard that right now. (laughs) I mean, mean, communication is fine. This, this is communication right here. This podcast. Yeah. But go on, go on. Okay, but yes, money, 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 money. So I feel like I don't know. Money is is big right now, especially. With TikTok and everything and social media, we got the sprinkle sprinkle lady. Yeah. We have, you know, the women who are saying, you know, they don't want to work anymore. And um, so it's I feel like it's an interesting topic. And so I feel like it's also multifaceted. You know, we could talk about how we handle money. Mm-hmm. We could talk about um, the sprinkle sprinkle lady. We could talk about, you know, what's important to you. Um, with money and everything, what's important to me. And so I feel like it could go anyway. So I'm going to let you start it off. Well, I mean, if we just going to be talking about money, I guess the thing that would probably be in everybody's forefront is like um, just what you said, like, now we're kind of living in a time where um, well, we're it's, it's like a cycle. But I think now we're getting stepping back into the period where women, they want to live that they want to live their soft life. That's that's what it is. Yes. The soft and, life. You know, the soft life really includes like if you're with a man, like your man is taking care of like everything. You know what I mean? And yeah, the old school. Yeah, like the old school where like 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 how you know how it used to be back in like the fifties and the sixties where, you know, men were the breadwinners. Men were really the breadwinners. They were the head of household and they held the job while the women used to just stay at home and um, they used to be the homemakers, you know, they used to, you know, pick up the kids and drop them off at school. They used to yeah. cook the dinners, do the cleaning, the laundry, the run the errands, you know, all that type of stuff. Well, I, I think that we should we should jump to the past real quick. So let's talk about how you were raised and how money was treated in your household um, mm-hmm. a little bit. And then I'll go into how I was raised and how money was treated in my household and you know how my what my parents dynamic was with money well you for me i mean money was funny growing <laughs> up <laughs> you know what i mean um like i said in the previous episode um i am the oldest of seven i'm the oldest of seven kids and my mom was a single mom so you can you mean you can imagine um you know what our finances kind of were my mom wasn't like you know she never had like a fortune 500 job or nothing like that so you know, she was a single mom in Compton just trying to make do. So, you know, we re- we really didn't have that much money. Like, I want to say for me, like past the age of like 10, because mm-hmm. before that, you know, before that, bef- when I was 10, it was just me, my brother and then my two sisters, my twin sisters. And yeah. so I think my mom had a little bit more. Well, my mom did have a job. You know, she held jobs then. 
Um, and I think it was kind of easier for her just to, you know, supply us with things because the, the twins, they really didn't need much except for like baby stuff. Mm-hmm. And then for us, like when me and my brother, like, you know, I mean, before like the age of 10, we used to have we used to have like all the Jordans, but our feet were still small. So it was yeah. you know easier to buy stuff. But as the kids, as more kids came and then we got older, um, yeah, like money was kind of scarce. And so I think that that growing up in that way, like it kind of shifted my mentality. Like, like, you know, me, when me and you met, I had already had a job. I was 16, like right immediately, like right after I turned 16, I went out and got me a job. I was working at Stater Brothers. Uh, And it's because I really always had the vision like, man, I need to. You know, I need to get some money. I understood, like, my mom's situation growing up. Like, she was a single mom. She didn't really have that much help. And so I just put it upon myself, like, man, when I get of age, like, I'm going to try to, you know, provide not only for myself, but, like, for my brothers and sisters um, as much as I can. And so, you know, I went out and got me a job. But even before, even before actually getting, like, a legal job, I used to do stuff on the side, like, burn CDs and sell CDs and stuff like that. He was an entrepreneur. Yeah, like, I like I kind of always had that mindset, you know, yeah. of just, like, hustling, which, fast forward today, like, that's really why I have, like, no problem, like, working. And I've done, like, all kind of jobs, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. from, Stater, from working at Stater Brothers to doing security, I mean, thank God, like, I'm a graphic designer today now, and, you know, I'm able to really, you know, kind of live on my dream of doing something that I love to do. But, you know, even in the midst of that, like, I've just always had the mentality, like, man, if money is needed, like, I got to go get it. And, you know, like I said, that doesn't matter whether I'm working a security job here and there for a couple of weeks or, you know, I'm working at Amazon for a couple of weeks or doing Uber and Lyft. Like, I've always had the mentality, like, you know, if I need it, I got to go get it. Or if we need it, I got to go get it. Yes. And so... Yeah, but, you know, but anyway, to make this short and wrap it up, like, I pretty much didn't have any financial literacy. Like, even when I got my own money, when I started working, like, I really didn't know what to do with it other than buy stuff that I really didn't need. Like, buying, you know, I got back on buying Jordans. I remember when the first iPhone came out, um, I ended up paying, like, almost, like, four times of what the original iPhone cost just to get it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I've kind of just always looked at money, like not in the financial literacy type way. Yes. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm much better now that right. we're, we've we're grown. We've grown <laughs> since then. So, what um, about you? well, with me, my parents, we are considered probably upper middle class. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had what I needed, what I wanted, Financially, my dad was um, in the sheriff's department and my mom was a registered nurse. And so money wasn't really an issue for us. My dad was definitely the old school type of provider. And um, basically, my mom was able to keep her check and he was paying all the bills from what I understand. And so, you know, that's just the way that things were. And um, anything she paid were like little things or, you know, whatever she wanted to buy with her money. Mm. And so I still feel like my parents kind of have that same type of role, even in retirement, you know. And so my dad has always for sure been the provider. And my mom, at one point, even when she made more money than him, he was still taking care of everything. So that is kind of like how my parents were. 
Well, you know, it's just the old school. It's different <laughs> times, and <laughs> you're so funny. No, nah, I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> like, your, like, your dad just really had no problem working. That's why That's why I made him so cool. Yeah, man, he did. Too. My dad was working, like, two jobs at times when he wanted to, or, you know, and always high-paying jobs. He was one of the people that taught me, you know, uh you know, charge your value. And my mom believes in that too. So you charge what you're worth and whoever's not willing to pay it, that's not Mm. your customer. You know what I mean? And so anyways, um, I feel like I had a good and positive relationship with money. Um, basically my, all my needs and all my wants were taken care of. And me as a kid though, I was kind of like an anxious type with money. I felt like it was like a safety and a security. And so I kind of held on to money for a long time and would save for no reason, even as a, as a little girl. So that's kind of interesting. Um, an interesting little caveat from me and my relationship with my parents and to how I turned out, you know, right. So you had money, but you was a saving type. Yeah, it was for sure the saving saving type. type. And you (laughs) were the spending type. You know? And you know, even though we we he's the he was the spending type and I was the saving type, um, we didn't really have a lot of disagreements regarding money. We (laughs) only had like maybe one or two. And the one is crazy. We had we had one real good one. Yeah, we had one that was crazy. (laughs) It was all my fault because I was for sure like a little cuckoo in the head. But mind you, know, you, mind you, we were nineteen. Yeah, point. we were. Yeah, we were, we were nineteen. So we gotta, you know, give me, cut me some slack. I know y'all are gonna be side eyeing me while you're listening to this. But what happened was, is that I used to check our bank accounts like religiously. First of all, I used to, and bank accounts we have two separate accounts. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But I used to check our accounts religiously, and I saved religiously. Like I was really specific on the way I budgeted and everything at nineteen years old and so i went in the freezer and this man bought a cookies and cream uh hershey's cookies and cream bar and i was just like you know that was not in the budget what are you doing and i really got into it with him over that and i was acting like a crazy person like this man don't work you know five days a week full time and he can't he you know he can't get a cookies and cream bar i have grown since then and he could have as many cookies and creams <laughs> bars as he wants okay okay yeah. but yeah so that's crazy so now that we got into the past i know we've been talking about money for a second now but mm. um should we talk about the present yeah. and how we handle money right now <coughs> yeah, what it's a our natural setup progression. is so i mean i guess i'll start mm-hmm So how we handle money now is that we do have two separate bank accounts. That's not for any particular reason. That's just the way we've always done it. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of were too like lazy to go. (laughs) I was about to say, yeah, more of like a lazy. Right. To go and get a joint account. Mm -hmm. But he has the password to my account. I have the password to his account. Um, At first... We, I was mostly the person that was over the finances, but recently he's the person that is over the finances. Mm-hmm. And so we have a 50, 30, 20 thing that we're doing right now. 50% of our money goes to bills. 30% of our money goes to fun. And 20% of our money goes, is it 30% to fun? 
Yeah. Okay. And 20% goes to savings. And so, or more bills if, you know, 50% isn't covering the bills. Because we be going on a lot of, you know, we do a lot of extra stuff. like uh, Excursions. Right. Like uh, San Diego trips for <laughs> birthdays and staying in, you know, $600 a night hotels. That's me. Because, you know, my holdover money is gone now. But, yeah, so we do a 50, 30, 20. And that is working out okay with us for mm-hmm. us right now. We're probably going to have to revisit because, woo, them bills is billing with this inflation, okay? They yeah, for sure are billing. And so um, I just, when I get my check, I just send him whatever the money is, not my fun money or not my, you know, yeah, my own fun money. I just send it straight to him mm-hmm. and he pays all the bills out of that. Whether it's enough money or not, then, you know, that's on him. He figures it out. I and do. I figure it out. Right. And so that's basically what we're doing. Um, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like you said, it's, you know, it's just a basic budget. You know what I mean? So like I said, once you get paid, you take out your own fund money, you keep your fund money and then you send me the rest. Um, same thing with me. Once I get paid, I take out the fund money and the fund money isn't just for, you know, like like what's coming out of my check is just my fund money. Um, I take the 30% out of my check and then I split it and then I send her half of my 30%. Um, and then we do it vice versa. Yes. Um, but I mean, I think that this, I think that this, what we've been doing, I think it's just been more, I think it's been simple, you know? Um, yeah, we used to have a whole app with all the, you know, all the things and every little right. item. And that was like too, it was just too hectic doing that. Right. Right. You know, like I said, I think this way and just having a budget and just knowing, you know, like every month when we split it up like that um, and just doing what we have to do, like, you know, simple. Just like you said, like, even if it comes down to like, oh, man, like I need an extra hundred dollars for this bill because it's a summertime and we've been running the AC or whatnot. I'm going to me see. And this is and this is kind of where like the the man part falls into me is because at the end of the day, you know, um, like I'm not at the I'm not at the 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 career making money that I want to be like my goal as of now I'm getting there like I'm continuing to progress but even in this even in this time like I want my wife to be able to enjoy what she wants to enjoy you know what I mean like I don't want her to have to ever think like dang I gotta cut I gotta cut back on my fun money because we gotta do x y and z you know what I mean like I said like if I needed an extra hundred dollars I'm either a take it out of my own fun money and just pay for it, or if it it's exceeds, a man, y'all. yeah, or if it exceeds that, like, like just like I said, I'm a, I'm a figure something out. Like I said, I'm not only do I have, not only do I hold a nine to five job, but I also still do freelance graphic design. So I'm like, dang, if I need like an extra two hundred dollars, like, you know, what I mean, I might do me like, hey, I'm doing like a logo sale. You know what I mean? Uh, come get a logo for like two hundred bucks or something like that. Right. And bada bing, bada boom. Or you know, I'm gonna just, I, I figured out some way somehow. Um, and you know, that's just, that's, that's our financial setup. Yeah. And, but you know, but also too, I like to say that me coming from like the household that I came from and like my thinking on money, getting with her. And this is, I think this is the great thing about being from two different worlds because you have two different perspectives on how you see money, but also, um, getting with her and under like understanding like how her family used money and then being able to just talk to my father-in-law and my mother-in-law about money because they've always had money now i've been able to see you know see stuff into the future about money and how to really use my finances and and so on and you know so on and so forth like yeah. just really gaining 
that essence of financial literacy um, and really just knowing how to use money and what to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. So I heard you mention, this is funny because I have like, you know, kind of a list of things that I wanted to um, cover in money. We might cover it all today. It looked like, let's see. But um, you mentioned that you weren't where you wanted to be financially. And so um, as a school psychologist, we know that I am making... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're so yeah, funny. We know, she makes, we know she making that money. You're right. We know that I'm, I'm making my game. a good... <laughs> you're the worst. So a lot of men might feel insecure if their woman is making more money than them. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, for me personally... I'll speak for me personally. Um, I've told my wife this millions of times, um, especially when we first started dating way back when we were 17. But literally, she is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Oh, yeah, I mean, when, whenever thank I think you. of like the three smartest people I've ever come across, there's only three people. He giving me there's my, flowers, my wife, y'all. there's my friend named Fitzgerald, and this girl we went to high school with named Bina. These <laughs> these are the three most smartest people I've ever come across, and I'm married to one of them. And so, with my wife just being, you know, as book smart as she is, like. I just always knew, like, you know, she was going to be something or, you know, I mean, she was going places with her intelligence. And rightfully so, like I said, now, fast forward today, she's a whole school psychologist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not to knock anybody, but like this, I mean, no, like, seriously, (laughs) like people just can't, you can't just put in an application and be like, hmm, they hiring for school psychologist. Let me be one. I'm (laughs) rude. Yeah, I mean, you you know, get that. You got to get that master's, that master's. And then what, what you had to get like a, like uh, a special, yeah, specialist, educational special. Like, and yeah, I mean, like it's, you throwing, that's extras on that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> rightfully so <laughs> you put in the time, you put in the grind. So it's time for you to shine. Uh, you know okay. what I mean? And get now that he's paper. A poet. Now he's a poet, y'all. <laughs> but no, nah, but seriously though, um, I mean, me personally, I don't really feel a way about it because a, I think that that's a product of us um, getting married so young and really being able to grow with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you know, I'm celebrating you. I, I know the grind. I know where we came from being 19, being broke, living in a $675 apartment in Riverside right on the edge of UC Riverside. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Getting a financial aid check and just really just stretching that out to survive. You know yeah. what I mean? So, right. like, I, I know I know our grind. I know our struggle. And so, really, I can do nothing but just applaud you and be like, wow, like, that's my wife. Um, I mean, as a man, like, for me as a man, I feel like as long as I'm doing what I got to do and what I'm supposed to do, yeah. there's really no reason for me to feel inferior. Just like yeah. I said, like, even in the sense of you making, you know, you making more money than me at this point, like, you know, I'm still doing the man things that I got to do. Like I said, even if he ran across a bill that costs a little bit more, I want you to have your money and be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy. And I'll just take care of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Or like right now, you know, we're in the heat of the summer. You know what I mean? And this is your first time having a a school district job. Like I've had a school district job before. And we do not get paid in the summer. Yeah, you ain't getting paid in the summer. Unless you set it up. Yeah, you ain't getting paid. We ain't getting paid in the summer. You know what I mean? And just like you say, like bills is billing. And it's just some (laughs) unexpected stuff that happened for this summer. But instead of us like panicking and like, I'm like, oh, babe, we got to come together and figure out what we're going to do. I just told you, like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'm going to just, I'll figure it out. And legally, we, get, we figure it out yeah, legally. legally. Just so, right, <laughs> legally. We not, 
I'll figure Listen, it out and you know, we're gonna make it happen. Cause I don't know if I'm a ride or die like that. And I'll just like, Nah, I ain't, I ain't I doing nothing legally. Boy, but sometimes I'll be tender because I'll be no I'll be seeing these people that. and I'll be saying like the craziest thing to me is that like we you know, we can work regular like just regular jobs, hard on jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can work these jobs and make our hard earned money and like be like low key struggling. And there's somebody you know, all of y'all, it's somebody you know like on Facebook, you know like they like doing some illegal selling some drugs or something like that, and they just living the whoa, time of their life. Oh, I don't know anybody selling yeah, drugs. Yeah, I mean no, I'm not I mean like you don't know I'm them just, personally. I'm just but kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. you you know, y'all y'all know the people I'm talking about. Like you like, this boy ain't I ain't seen him work a job a day in his life, but he just flashing money on or Facebook they showing, and they a driving booty. a BMW. Like how? Or showing a little booty or, yeah. or something to get the, doing something yeah. strange for some change. But yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's really good that you um, enlighten those people. Some people might be having some struggles, you know, with their wife or their girl making more money than them. And so it's good that you could set that insecurity, whatever insecurity, you know that they may be feeling you might be able to clear that up for them. Yeah, um, but then also I'm just feeling like if you really that insecure, get your step your game up. That's true. You know what I mean? But that's right. what I'm saying. Let like that me, be your motivation, huh? Right. You know what I mean? Like me, you know I mean, like as a graphic designer right now, like I'm just like, you know, on the entry, I'm really just entering this field and entering this, you know what I mean, this this type of um um this type of system. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, like so I'm just now starting off, but you know, in the long run, who's to say I'm not working at Disney or Netflix or something in the next five years? Yeah, absolutely. So, but you just really gotta have that goal, or you gotta have that vision, and you gotta stick to it because some of these dudes they be out here insecure and they be bums. That's so true. You know, I mean, they be working very true. Yeah, they just be they've been working somewhere for twelve years and making minimum wage, and they complain when they spouse or their wife level up then went back to school got a whole master's degree and leveled up and all they've been doing is playing 2k i'm rolling you know what i mean so not 2k um yeah and so i think that the other side of that is that a lot of women women might feel insecure that their man is not making more than them and so hmm. I kind of want to touch on that a little bit because, you know, in this sprinkle, sprinkle culture and when you on TikTok, you might be feeling some type of way. Like, let's be real. You might feel some type of way. And I just think that, number one, it all depends on what is important to you. Like, if you're not married yet and you know for sure that you just can't be with somebody who is not making more money than you, then you need to go and seek that person. You know what I mean? But the only thing is, you know, the ebbs and flows of marriage, you could have, he could be up one day and he could be down the next day. So Mm. you don't even know, you know, what is in store for you. And so that is kind of like a, it's kind of like a risky game to play, but marriage is risky and, and, in a sense anyways and then also right (laughs) yeah but also you know my husband and i we got married at 19 so we were young i wasn't expecting a millionaire when we were 19 and secondly he worked while i was in college he was the one that was you know really working and grinding while i was in college while i was getting my undergrad while i was getting my graduate degree Um, you know, in between I worked a little bit, but you know, during all those times when I was off with my kids and stuff, he was the one working and holding it down. And so a lot of people have to put it into perspective. Is your man willing to work? 
mm-hmm. know? And also, are you talking up to him or are you talking down to him? Because you could you could speak life into your man or you could speak death into your man. You better speak to what you see in him. You better speak to that ambition that you want to see in him. You better speak to, speak to those talents that you see in him. And so I think that that's really important. And, you know, but if it's important, really important for you to have a man that already has it all together, like let's say you're 35, and I mean, obviously you don't want to date the, I don't know, whoever, the 20-year-old, right, the 20-year-old who's not making nothing yet. The TikToker, the the influencers. Right. So it's important for you to (laughs) pick a man with those qualities. Right. It's important for you to pick a man with the qualities that you want. And, you know, nothing is the wrong answer because it's all about what you want and what you're comfortable with. However, don't get with a man that you know is you have to work with and you know you have to, uh, you know, help inspire and things like that. And then be complaining. Like, yeah. girl, you know who you married. My mom, if I get to complaining about Keontae, my mom will say, well, you married him. You know, and she's really right about that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's really all we have to say about finances, huh? Well, well, one last thing I'll oh, say. Oh, excuse me. That's all I have to say yeah, about finances. Yeah, because it just made me think about it when I said, you know, the TikTokers and the influencers. I think really, too, another big problem, like, is the social media culture. All of us, you know, we see people on social media and from afar, of course, it looks like everybody is making money, like especially like these influencers and people doing paid ads and so on and so forth. Are people just posting pictures of themselves on vacation <laughs> in the club or right. Broke flashing his money? You know what I mean? Like the crazy <laughs> credit thing- cards, credit cards to a trillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we look at that, and sometimes people can look at that and be like, well, shoot, I wish I had a man like that. Or, and he beat, beating her. Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> number one, all money ain't good money. You know what I mean? Because Period. you could give with you give with somebody that's actually balling or whatnot, but you're going to be balling. You know what I mean? Crying every night because I'm they... Balling. I'm rubbing. I mean, you know what I mean? Because they doing you wrong, and you like, dang, why he doing me wrong? Because, you know... Cheating. I, yeah, like, I've heard stories of, like, women, like, getting Never with, at home, Yeah, getting with dudes that's making a lot of money, and then they just be crazy. They either be, like, narcissists or really, like, just beat down you, or they just turn out just to be crazy, like, trapping you in the house type of crazy. But, I mean, that's one part of it. But, like I said, the other part of it is just the makeup of filters, like... Everybody is posting their highlights and it looks like they're just living this high life. But in all rea- all actuality, like they're going back to an apartment with just a pullout bed or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so you can't really gauge like your relationship um, and what's going on in your relationship financially off of like somebody else. Like there's so like I remember I was talking to um, when I first got hired at my job. We had like a little orientation. So I was talking to like some of the other people that had got hired with me. And, um, you know, we were just talking about like, you know, people growing up in the area and where they live. And like the one of the discussions that came up was like how rent, how high rent was. And like some of these dudes that I was talking to, like they were a little bit older than me. I'm 30. I'm about to be 33. But, you know, I could tell visually like they were a little Woo, bit older than me. That right. Boy old. 
Yeah, but so when we like went for like a little break and like went back to our cars, I'm I'm going back into my 2014 Camry, which <laughs> hey, get you a Toyota is gonna last you forever. <laughs> that's it ain't, a, that's it ain't, a bucket, baby. It ain't never okay. let me down. Uh-uh, that 2014 girl, you seen <laughs> that 2014 Camry? Boy, that be that be weaving through traffic. It's an SC too. This is it's the it's a sport edition. So don't, don't we got me. we got a couple months left. But hold on, hold on. So you know, I mean, like I'm watching them, like they getting into you know i mean one guy was like in a bmw and another dude had gotten to like they do a be new, broke though yeah like a new charger and i'm just like With y'all pay, BMWs, like y'all paying rent and going to an y'all going to somebody's apartment to pay somebody else you know what i mean where you know what i mean like and they just wearing the flashies of stuff and it's just all empty like you don't own anything you know what i mean where you know i got that 2014 camry but i'm driving back to a home i own you know what I mean? Oh, you you tight, ain't you? <laughs> man, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. Yeah, man. I'm just keeping it real. But anyway, that's what I was saying though. But yeah, you know I mean, like we just can't we can't gauge our lives and and you know what I mean really kind of look at our relationship and what's going on in our lives and gauge what we're doing off of somebody else's highlight reel. Right. You know what I mean? And what they're posting on social media because yeah, you know I mean it's all just smoke and mirrors. Most of it, anyway. Yeah, I mean, there are some people that are they're actually living lives, but then those people that are, might be living the you know their life on the high life, they've probably they've worked for that. You know, yep, what I mean? everything they've, comes at a cost. They put in the time, they put in the grind, they've worked for that. But for the majority of it, everybody on most not everybody, but the majority of people on social media are just trying to be rich. I looked at a quote and it said, "I'm tired of people being trying to be looking rich in public, but then begging for money in private." <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? Rolling. So y'all don't you don't want to be in that position. We all know that person that owe you some money, but then they be buying new shoes and stuff. Like, like what? what is going on? Like, give me my money. No, I'm just. But anyway, kidding. that's the end. Of, that's the end of my finance route. So my yeah. rant. So we can we can go into our our, our next topic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered finances. That was a lot of talking we did, but you know, I guess we ain't got to do a part two. We don't have to do a part two. So let's go into parenting. We'll switch it over to roots and bloom. My brother said it should be roots and fruit. I concur. But I like roots and bloom, so we going to stick with it. That's your podcast. Yes, it is. My <laughs> podcast. Everything in this house mine. You mine. Okay, anyways, so we're going to talk about some parenting wins and some parenting fails today. Mm -hmm. And so last week, and you know the ebbs and flows of parenting in general. Last week I talked a little bit about parenting and the different parenting styles. And so as I was listening to last week, I do not want to give off the impression that I'm a perfect parent. Because nowhere near am I a perfect parent. Keontae knows, I know, you know, sometimes... I well, think that we perfect. could literally be all the parenting styles in one day, you yeah. know, like we might start off as authoritative. I'm very authoritative in the morning, but then I'm the authoritarian by the end of the night. Okay. I could even start off permissive in the morning. Oh, whatever you want, baby. Good morning. I'm just so happy to see you. And then, you know, then more balanced in the middle of the day. And then by the night, get your butt in the bed. You know, I do turn into that. That's just how I be, bro. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what parenting is. You know, but it's just like you said, like, there, there's really no perfect parent. My, my husband is never permissive, though. I do want to say that. Mm-mm. Never. He's, I mean, he's a cross between authoritarian and authoritative. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep these kids in line, but I keep I try to keep them in line because I know, you know, they got this, this, 
this cookie butter mom that they're going to fall back on. Not a cookie butter mom. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm a cheesecake mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, like, you know, not to say that, not to say that I can't have any periods where I can be soft with them. Because, I, you know, I can. But I just know that at the end of the day, like, naturally, you know, my wife is just, is just softer. You know, and especially, especially like with my son, like. That's my baby. Yeah, not that I'm trying to be hard on him, but, you know, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to keep him in line. I'm trying to try, just trying to teach him some principles while, while he's young. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's yeah. he's our he's our you know our middle child. He's the one that gives. He gives us not the most issues, but he's the one that is the is challenges us. I should say, and he specifically challenges Keontae. But that's because my husband, like I said, is a cross between authoritarian and authoritative, and August that. It just doesn't work with his personality. You know what I mean? And so he gets really defensive and he gets upset, but he's still a child at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. he does need to, um, you know, be respectful. And we're training him and raising him to be respectful and to be, you know, assertive and all the things, you know. And so I do want to talk about a parenting win with August. Okay. And so, dang, did I forget what I was going to say? Let me go to the parenting fails first, so hopefully I could jog my own memory. Because what in the world? Well, I think well, I'll, I'll jog your memory. I think you're going to talk about him just not like having meltdowns and stuff, right? Um, pretty much what I mean by that is like sometimes we'll tell my son something, and like, like if he asks, like, "Oh, can I have ten extra minutes on my iPad or something like that?" And we'll be like, "No." Okay, like, I do remember. Yeah. Right. yeah, so he has been our child that has, you know, he has the tantrums every now and then, the meltdowns, but it has significantly decreased. We really targeted his behavior of tantruming and um, really consistently over the past maybe about two to three months now. And he has gone from throwing like a meltdown or tantrum every single day to maybe once a week or maybe once every two weeks. But what I was really going to say is that he had a big attitude over bath time and he was getting really upset and he was saying like, you know, I want to take a bath in your bathroom, but I told him to bathe in his own restroom. And so he got really upset and he didn't handle things appropriately. I mean, it wasn't a big meltdown like we were used to, but it was still like he was dis- disrespectful enough. He was like, you know, kicking, kick the door on the way to his room mm. and, you know, doing all that. Now, me and Keontae were both escalated by this. And, you know, um, old habits die hard. So I wanted to go in there and snatch him up. I'm not going to lie. And I know my husband wanted to go in there and snatch him uh, up. Ain't no shame. I but, you know, I did a few little deep breathing exercises. I told myself, don't go in there. You know, talk to him after he calms down a little bit. You know, tell him there's not going to be any kicking. Like I went ahead and said that, uh-uh, there's not going to be kicking in this house. We're not going to allow that. Boom, kicking stopped. But anyways, so after he took his shower, everything got done. I had him come down to me. He knows he was wrong. So he came down like all sheepishly and was like trying to hug on me and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I want to talk to you about your behavior earlier. And I was able to um, talk to him about his behavior. At first, I was like, oh, he's not going to go to the store with me. And I'm so upset. And, you know, if he can't be acting like that, I was doing all the extras and not thinking about how far he'd come. However... 
you know, we were able to talk about his behavior and he was able to come up with um, a couple of solutions for the next time. He said the next time he could either wait to take a bath or the next time he can, um, you know, ask again, ask more politely or he could just take a bath in his bathroom if we're rushing and all those kind of things. And so we were able to put it into practice um, yesterday, not, yeah, yesterday and um, today. And he was able to properly communicate his need and properly communicate his frustration. And he was able to do so without getting upset. So one day he ended up taking a bath in his own bathroom. And the next day he asked if he could wait. And he w- he was able to wait and we had enough time. And he was able to take a bath in our bathroom um, here. And so that was a parenting win for me. Because at the end of the day, like I said, we're trying to teach our children how to communicate properly, how to express their feelings, how to do so respectfully, but how to still remain assertive and be able to think properly and think on their own and come up with different solutions. So what do you think about that parenting win, babe? I mean, I think it was good. I think that it shows that what we're doing is working because I think oftentimes like you get into situations or you're trying to like, change your style especially like when it comes to gentle parenting because people already automatically look at gentle parenting as like a negative Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think when we see stuff like this when this happens it gives credence to you know like what we're doing is working and we're on the right path even though it might be frustrating lord knows it'd be frustrating to me because i'm still a (laughs) 90s kid at heart right so i'm like boy if you don't you know what i mean (laughs) But, right. And sometimes it's easier to do that. Let's be real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, when you get small wins like this, yeah, I mean, you just really got to just take them in stride and just to reaffirm yourself like, OK, what I'm doing is working. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you you really don't want to raise your kids in trauma. You know what yeah. I mean? You, us, us, the majority of us being 90s kids and having the mentality that we were raised in, most of it was really traumatic. To be quite honest, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like I said, I'm in I'm in therapy now and, you know, I mean, just talking to my therapist and like explaining, like, you know, what I mean, explaining my life to him and like how I was raised, like as I hear it, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, man, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I definitely get it. Yeah. So um, I just think that this, you know, this pivot um, of just trying to be more gentle, more understanding um, I think it's really going to pay off in the end and we're going to have full functioning adults that don't have to shudder whenever they get into a disagreement with someone or have anger issues or not know how to communicate properly what they're feeling or what they need. You know what I mean? We're we're really breeding the next generation, you know what I mean, of mentally equipped kids, you know what I mean, or, or yeah. adults, so... Yeah, and I can say, like, at the end of the day, uh, hitting your kid, spanking your kid, whooping your kid, popping your kid, all that, it might work for that second or that instant when you need a quick response. However, it truly does not work in the long run is what I'm realizing. And most of the time, you're only getting your children to listen because they're afraid of you. And it's not because, you know, they have the intrinsic motivation to do the right thing. And that's truly what we want. And I can say that August is, August's behavior is better now that we do not 
put hands on him and do not physically hit him or anything like that than when we were actually popping or hitting or any of those things. Mm -hmm. And Josie is our child that has never been popped ever. And she even no, really, she's not. She's (laughs) she's honestly making so many strides. At one point, she was, but she really is only two years old. But she's making so (laughs) she's making so many strides. Today, she was able to literally tell me, "I feel sad. I feel frustrated." And I didn't, you know, in her two year old language, it took me a while. I'm like, "What are you saying? What?" But she was telling me, I feel sad, I feel frustrated. And I was like, wow, the fact that she's able to communicate that at two years old is amazing. But yes, let's switch over into parenting fails. And so you were not, you were at work today while, you know, I'm off for the summer. Mm-hmm. So um, our kids, I took our kids to an indoor playground with a friend. Um, we met some friends up there. It was so fun. And they have two little sections. They have a section for the little kids, a section for the bigger kids. It's really close, so it's not like you really have to be like hovering over your kids like that because it's not that gigantic of a place. So I was mostly with Josie. And so one of the kids comes over and tells me that August is crying. So I go over there, and um, Autumn and August, or they tell on they tell on each other basically that they were both underneath the indoor playground and what what did you say it was underneath the what babe i didn't know how to describe it properly this is underneath the structure like a little hole that you can get through the the bottom of the structure yeah basically they were where they're not supposed to be playing like where they where they they bolted up and they you know (laughs) all that kind of stuff my kids were in that area underneath and august had hurt his back and i was you know i was just like are you serious and all these parents was looking at me (laughs) And I was so embarrassed. Like, get like, your kids. Right. Like, oh, my goodness. And I'm surprised none of the parents had told me that that's what the kids were doing. But they were like, oh, he hurt himself, you know. But this kid was straight up under both of the kids and my friend's kid, too. They didn't let this kid astray. Mm-hmm. And had the all three of them were underneath just the structure. Yeah. Like, what? And so I was just like, oh, my God. And you would think the parent I am, they know better. And so I had them sit down for a little bit and just think about how what the rules should be, why they have those rules and all that kind of stuff. But then, okay, after that, these kids are playing air hockey, and August is, you know, bothering Autumn. He takes the hockey puck, and he's, like, running with it kind of thing. And Autumn decides, instead of saying, August, can you stop? Or instead of saying, Mom, you know, August is harassing me or waiting for me to respond, she decides she's going to twist his arm up in the dang place. And so she twists his arm up. He's screaming and running and just looking crazy. And I was, and so I had to use my, you know, big mom voice and my big mom eyes. Y'all know. And so I had to use my mom voice and my mom eyes. Like you better stop and you better put that stuff down. You know, Mm. y'all know how the lips looked when I did that. Right. So anyways, so that was parenting fail today. I had them sit down again and we, and we also discussed on, um, impulsive acting and, you know, just, and just thinking before you act. And so, you know, the kids probably won't do that again. I guess everything is a learning process. And so that were, that was my parenting feels for today. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, like, like you said, I've, I've pretty much been at work <laughs> for most of the summer. Yeah. So I think you've had most of the experiences with the kids. Um, 
Yeah, I mean the only the only parenting fail I that I could think of like within the last weeks is just you know me not being patient with the kids when I can be patient and because I'm you know I mean I've had a hard day at work or I'm frustrated or it's literally been Death Valley and the Inland Empire, California for the past two weeks. Ooh, so we've been hot. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, degrees. there's time and kids, but kids don't know. Like, kid, you could be, you could be hunched over, sweating, trying to catch your breath. And a kid, kids would just be sitting there just asking you nothing. No, they'll jump on your back. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, so, why would you do that? <laughs> and yeah, so my only fail is, you know, I don't have a really particular like time, but mm-hmm. I just know for certain, like, you know, I've missed the mark of really being patient with them and, you know, really understanding even when I'm frustrated or when I'm going through something of just they don't know. Like they don't yeah. they don't know what work is. They don't know when your boss is, you know, just being irrational or not making sense and it's making you frustrated. They have no you know, they can't even think and conceive this feeling. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're just being kids at the end of the day. They're being six, seven and two. Yeah. And I got to stop and just think and remember that and try my best to be patient with them. Yeah. And we also have to be patient with ourselves because parenting is hard. It really is. Like we have to give ourselves grace and we have to remember that we're not perfect. And more than likely one instance of, you know, getting upset with your kids or being impatient or doing, you know, certain things is not going to it's not going to impact them forever. It's not going to tear them up, but it is a lot of little things and a lot of little decisions and, you know, going with the roots and bloom things. It's, you know, we have to add a little bit of water. We have to add the sun. We have to do it every day though. You know, you have to till the ground, you have Mm -hmm. to pull the weeds. And so you have to do that, those things every day. And, um, you know, and hopefully we'll bloom beautiful flowers one day and, you know, they already are beautiful flowers, but they'll be even more beautiful and be able to, to bloom more seeds and plant and plant and more. So (laughs) if that made sense. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's switch to our culture segment. We only got like five minutes cause you know, we can't go over no hour. That's just crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got something quick for us, and if not, then I got something quick for us. Well, you just say what you gotta say first. No, I don't want to say what I gotta say first. I want this to be. You oh. know how I am with time. Okay, y'all. I'm. I'm like, I. I let money go, but I cannot let time. I don't understand go, why this lady's. I'm like anyway. extremely serious about. So time. my lifestyle. What I want to talk about know. is my lifestyle. What I want to talk about is. Have y'all seen They Clone Tyrone? If you haven't, you should go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, but anyway, my quick commentary on it, like I thought it was a I thought it was a brilliant film because I think nowadays we're living in the times of like almost every movie is like a remake. You know, I mean, it's either a remake or like a spinoff or something. And they're and, all the same. You could predict Yeah, them. and it like there really hasn't been like anything like really original other than like, you know, and they clone Tyrone's kinda of in the same vein, other than like get out or you know what I mean? Whatever Jordan Peele is doing, like with us and stuff like that. Um, but I just thought they they clone Tyrone was it was just an interesting, like, real social commentary. I don't want to get all like deep and like all woke and you know what I mean, <laughs> grand rising, like like all the everybody's commentary on on Facebook is, but it really is an interesting like reflection to to look at ourselves, especially for me. Like growing up in Compton, like just the way like that the hood was constructed and stuff like that, like I could just see the reflection of 
what's going on. How, you know, the drug dealer, if, spoiler alert, but like in the beginning of the movie, like the Dang, first 10 spoiler minutes. Spoiler alert. Yeah the, yeah, the first 10 minutes, like the he gets he gets shot, right? And meets his demise. But then he just wakes up and thinks it's a bad dream, but really it's a clone. And so really what's going on is the government was just placing another clone of him to just continue to carry out the same drug dealing mission and continue to cycle. And the same thing like kind of goes on the hood. Like I remember I grew up with this kid and his dad used to be a big, you know, this big gangbanger or whatever, like big Elm Street in our in our neighborhood or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. His dad ended up going away for jail for life. I would not offer his son to grow up literally following his same footsteps and make it to the same prison now serving X amount of years with his dad serving life. And it's Dang. just a Hopefully cycle. Hopefully they don't come after you for talking about him. I mean, I'm just, I'm just I, mean it's, it's, I mean, really, it's real life. Like, I'm you know what kidding. I mean? Um, but I yeah, like that just that perspective of just life and like me seeing that. That's really what kind of blew me away about that movie. And, you know, what I mean, I just think that. Um, so he was basically his daddy clone, huh? Exactly. You know what I mean? And like I said, that that's going on in every hood in America. Like, that's why the, you know, everything is just a cycle and it just continues to tether itself together. Um, where, you know, like you, we're cloning somebody else. But yeah, crazy movie, though. Pretty good, though, man. <laughs> my, yeah. my biggest takeaway from that is Jamie Foxx. I think Jamie Foxx did a great job in that role. I just always, I just keep thinking about the time where he goes to the thing and he's like, can you point me to the elevator that goes down to the underground uh, lab and we'll be out your atmosphere. Like, oh. I, oh thought he did, I thought he did like such a good job like playing that role. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good movie though. So now what's your lifestyle? Uh, <laughs> you still want me to talk about mine. Yeah. I was just going to talk about uh, Carly Russell and Cardi oh B. Oh my God. What? <laughs> Carly Russell, bruh. Carly Russell. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say I knew she was lying from the get set because it was just too fishy. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what the heck was going on. And then the fact that we found out she did that over a man, he must have, I don't know what he had packing. What you, (laughs) what was going on there? First off, really what made me mad about that whole situation is when she went missing. Then you have people on Facebook talking about something. Girl, I saw a baby down there too. I saw a baby down there too. Like, what is y'all doing? What are y'all talking about? And then it's just so funny because people be so quick to go to bat for somebody without hearing the whole story. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or both. You know what I mean? It's a good thing if you know the person. No, but I mean the like majority in of people, general. Yeah, but the majority of people going to bat for it didn't even know her. They didn't know her from a can of paint and was like, I believe her. <laughs> like, right. what? Yeah. And then, so, and then I feel like sometimes with black people, they just rally around a yeah. black person. Like, they be right. like, somebody be like, oh, the cops did my cousin dirty. Everybody be on there. And then you find out they the cousin like, is a dang, uh, the cousin a dang what serial killer. Do? Right. Yeah. The cousin is a dang serial killer. Like, Wait, what? we need to figure out what Pookie did first when we start friend everybody. Right. Please keep Pookie, Pookie in jail. Pookie shot sick people. Nah, Pookie need to stay where he at. Right. But anyways... So I knew Carly was lying. Like, I don't know. Everybody else is a little gullible. I mean, it's just interesting because I, when the Jesse Smollett thing came out, I was, you know, that was, in, that was in the heat of Trump and just everything going on. So I was like, dang, they, they didn't got that man. They didn't, they didn't, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All for that just to unravel like that, boy. And then. And he t- didn't. Poor Lori Lightfoot, the governor of uh, Chicago at that at that point in time. I mean, the governor, uh, the mayor of Chicago at that time, because she was going through it. <laughs> yeah. And then 
okay, on top of that, why Carly Russell's uh, man? This man is verified on Instagram now. <laughs> All the women that has, came at them. That's he why. has 71.1 thousand followers because they want to see what that thing do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why y'all, why y'all be so thirsty on here? They they want to see what it do because like if something make that woman that desperate. She just like, crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> like, that's pretty unhinged. Like, and she was like a wasn't she like educated a nurse or something? Like, I don't know. Like, that's wild. That's well, very at, wild. Look at Chris Sean and Blueface. The, I don't love nobody that much. I love <laughs> you, husband, but you will not find me disappear. That's what I'm saying. Me. It's I don't know. I'll make like, you disappear before I disappear. It's like crazy I get activated. That, that's the kind of crazy I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't know kidding. what her. I don't know what her. Uh, I don't know what that was about, but that All was right. crazy. Well. This has no, been no, what? No, no, no. What else what? you have to say? I'm, that was it. Girl, you said somebody else. You said something else. I you said, said Carly and, Cardi and B. something. I, oh, what happened I'm, with Cardi B? Um, you didn't hear about what happened with Cardi B? Oh, you talking about the... Um, the water bottle thing? You can't the be throwing... Yeah, you can't be throwing that. No, what was funny about that but is... wait. I saw the video the girl said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But wait, <laughs> did you see the new twist to it? Is oh, that she... She told people to throw water on her. But the part Wait, she told him. Yeah, she told people to throw water on her. But when she threw water, it was not when she was asking for water to get thrown on her. So it was like a few. Well, damn, afterwards. sis, you gotta read the room. What, like what? Yeah, yeah. So people are saying that she's li- liable for a lawsuit because of something. I forgot. It was some. Like, oh well, you know what? Basically, uh, like basically that she people could misconstrue that. Because she already asked them to throw Oh, so, uh, but I'm thinking because she was performing in Vegas. Yeah, and it so it's hot. been hot out here. I about to say so it's been hot out there. But she was having people throw water on her back and her booty. And this girl threw the water directly in her face. Oh, so, oh, so people was actually throwing water on her. Yeah. Oh, I thought, and she I thought passed she... out water bottles for people to throw water on oh. her. And this girl drew, <laughs> drew, threw a cup of water in her face. Something might have been wrong with her because that just don't make no sense. Well, it was just her saying sorry. That was just a funny part to me. She was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then Cardi said, cluck. But yeah, anyway, you got to read the room. Like, that's, I don't know. That's, that's, that's wild though. Yeah. I Dang, that, that is a plot twist. I didn't even, man, I've been work. I've been at work, working all day. So I ain't even get to check the internet or nothing. And I've been spending your money and checking the internet. Oh my gosh. And raising these kids and thinking, wow, I really have three kids. That's what I've been thinking. Girl, our oldest is seven. Yeah, um, it's. Th- I'll be thinking the same thing too. I'll be like, "Damn, I can't believe I'm a dad." But here we are. But yeah, here we are. Oh, you're singing now. He's tired, guys. Okay. Nah. Well, let's do it. Let's hold hands and say this has been the Crafted Podcast. You ready? Yeah. Well, <laughs> one, two, two, three. Well, this, this has, has been, been the, the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Um, again, we ask that you. Go ahead and please rate us. Leave us a rating. Leave us a, a comment. Leave us a message. If there's any topic you want us to talk about or cover or, you know, anything that you liked when you listened to us, um, please let us know. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And we can't wait for you guys to tune into the next episode. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. It's been real. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye.